everyone. Welcome to Audio Blobs. I'm Danny. I'm Matt. Hello. And we've got Rory in with us today. Say hi, Rory. Hi, Rory. Yeah, see, it was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> On a plate. On a plate. <laughs> so we've been talking to you for a while now about coming in and bringing your Line 6 Helix. Indeed. Um, partly because, for like my sake, because I want to buy one and I just want you to try and talk me into it or talk me out of it, but also because... I love guitar pedals. Yeah, guitar yeah. pedals. And we've been talking about amp sims and stuff and yeah, the Kemper and all of that. So I thought it might be quite a nice idea to have a look at the Helix and just do a straight-up comparison uh, of, of how it sounds in place of an amp. And so it's worth saying that every little bit of guitar you hear today is just the stereo feed coming out of the Helix. It's not playing the part of a foot switch there's no amp in the equation and that's kind of the stuff that i'm really curious to hear it do Scary. is is what it yeah it i don't don't like it amp <laughs> emulation no stuff yeah because i think the appeal of it and i think this is the way you use it and we can talk about how you use it in a minute but the appeal of it is it just replaces an amp right so you can just rock up to a gig yeah is that how you do it that is what it has become for me okay cool i originally bought it i like the idea of having because it has like pedal modelers yeah and yeah. i've got a nice mesa boogie amp that i own and that i used to gig all the time and i thought this could replace you know your old school massive pedal board yeah with your you know patch leads that break all the time yeah. it's a constant hassle um but since buying it, I have not gone to a gig with a guitar amp. So my lovely Mesa just sits at home unused <laughs> because it's like as good as. Oh, fair play. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't, did you never use it as the as a pedal board? Did you just get it home and try some of the amp sims and you're like, okay, The amp sims cool. were that good. I've never even got around to sorting out that four cable method thing. Wow. Fair yeah. play. Oh, wow. that's cool, man. Okay. <laughs> that's upsetting. <laughs> I think the other thing that's worth uh, mentioning is that you gig and do sessions and stuff on bass and guitar. Mm. Yep. So it's because it does do bass and guitar, that's like a big selling point as well. That was a big selling point yeah. for me. That's kind of the thing I'm struggling with uh, mentally with it being a purchase at the moment is the fact that I'm just a bass player. I'm just gigging and recording on bass. So whilst it's, and we'll talk about price in a minute, but it's over a grand still. You have still. to pay for one of them. Despite and the price having dropped about £400 since yeah. I bought it, yeah. it's still over a G, <laughs> it's still over and a grand. that does make it bear thinking about. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the things, I mean, we'll look at this later on, it's it's one of those things that, obviously, you do a load of guitar and bass stuff for, because we've been, we you know, we did the thing about the Kemper debate and whether they were, you know, ethical to use, but, you know, as an actual application, a Kemper, I think they've now started bringing in bass patches, but okay. it, was, it was mainly like, it's a guitar amp in digital form, mm -hmm. whereas that thing... The Helix. It's it's marketed as it's marketed as equal part guitar and bass rather than just guitar. And also, you know, this is just over a grand. They're about just under eleven hundred quid, I think, on some of aren't they? Whereas the Kemper that you want is two grand. Yeah, and the Kemper. By the time you've got all the foot switches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, that's the thing with the Kemper as well. Because I did look at that and I looked at an Axe FX. Yeah. Is it the AX8 is the latest one or something? Is that yeah, the one? that's like their sort of floor unit yeah. designed to compete with this. Yeah, right. Um, but the thing against the Kemper, the Kemper's your like sexy little toaster that you put at the back <laughs> of stage that you can then run, run through a PA cab and all that yeah. kind of stuff if you want to. Um, but then you need... 
the floorboard in order yeah. to make it to make, make it viable live worthy yeah. that you yeah. can save four sounds or whatever and some effects and some patch changes uh but this is all built into one thing yeah and i think the thing that sold the helix to me over everything was the ease of use the yeah. interface yeah if you got good at it you could be playing a song and hit some buttons and do parameter changes like use the expression pedal to turn up the amount of gain on yeah. your like tube screamer as well, you go because this is the same because we did the i've got the fx100 which is like the baby baby brother of this and you've got all of those parameters already in there and it it I've done a couple of gigs where I've had like the expression pedal just set up just for giggles really just to see what happens yeah. changing like delay settings and chorus sounds and things like that and then patching it all together so with it all the way down I'm guessing it must be the same on this with the expression all the way down it's just nothing and then as you push it forward you've got you know it starts bringing in delay and chorus because you can patch them all together can't you yep, you can assign multiple things to yeah. one thing nice uh, should we all the flexibility? <laughs> <laughs> should we make some noises with it real quick? Because you've got a guitar on your lap, and we'll do some bass ones in a minute. But I think it might be nice just to kind of hear, uh, like I don't know, some of your settings, some of your patches that you've built, maybe um, some of the patches that it ships with. Sure. Uh, just kind of what it what it comes with. Does it ship? And have with, a quick listen to it. Uh, does it ship with a load of like preset? You know, if does it come with like a plexi thing and a fender thing? It a, does. Okay. It does, and we can run through some of those. Yeah, that'd be cool. This is kind of my. I'm lazy. I want to get to the point where, for your standard kind of function band set of which I play a lot. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to the point where I've programmed like a patch for every song. And you can have little moments that you turn on this or that pedal and it, yeah. that's the chorus thing. Um, but this is my catch-all, get through a gig. Like, You're kind of stock, just bring it up, it'll yeah, work for everything. It's copying my like old setup, which is like a Fender amp, blackface type thing with yeah. a bunch of stomps. Cool. So yeah, here's like your clean, just reverb from the amp kind of effect. And it's like meant to be like a deluxe kind of cranked up a little bit. Nice. Then you've got... The reverb's bit. nice on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Uh, it's the standard spring reverb, but again, you can introduce, like, halls or anything that you want at any point. Yeah, it's good. Nice little bit of telly bridge. <laughs> With the compression. Uh, then you've got your... This is like the tube screamer modeler, which I think is pretty good. That sounds great. There's like a OCD pedal yeah. for pedal fans, which sounds largely the same, but there's enough difference in it. Yeah. What's great, the pedal models are really good. They're really responsive to... Positions. I was going to say, when you start turning it down or up, yeah. it, it responds really well. like one of my kind of like biggest biggest binds with the digital stuff if you think back to like the original line six like the pods and stuff oh like that, yeah well i was a pod owner you, were, you know <laughs> I, I used to own a, i've still got like a little pocket pod somewhere and you know it was one of those you'd set up whatever sound you were going for at full chat on the mm -hmm. guitar and you turn it down to half and it would make almost zero difference you might just get a little less volume but it's still yeah. just as raucous whereas actually like a proper pedal and amp and all that kind of stuff doesn't It'll react react like that. more the yeah. more you, you're applying it with yeah, definitely. yeah so that just out of curiosity That's that cool. tube screamer and the ocd 
uh, kind of clones you've got on there. Do they ship with it, or are those ones that you've added to it? No, they are shipped. You can get a bunch of third-party stuff, impulse response type gear or cabs that people have made. But uh, the great thing about it is that Line 6, every couple of months, they seem to be adding a new update, which has got more models of pedals out. Oh, cool. They just did a load of bass amps, actually, which is Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, like, I get it, because... For you, you know, we're talking about the fact that it's over a grand. That's like a 500 quid guitar rig and a 500 quid bass rig for you. Whereas right. for me, it's a thousand pound bass rig. Yeah. So it, it stings a little bit. But if they're if they're still supporting it and they're updating it and stuff, then that's great. That's yeah. really so, cool. Okay, so I put it to you this way. So you still need the guitar and the bass. So you take that out of the equation. How much was your Mark bass yeah. with a 15, a 210 and the actual amp? Yeah, about a grand. Right. <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell. My gigging bass rig. I'm guessing you haven't sold it. your gigging bass rig and gigging guitar rig. I still have the, the gigging bass and yeah. guitar rig. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. There are times when I still want to use the bass rig. Yeah. Um, I will take that out if it's a smaller function type affair or like a bar gig yeah. and monitoring or you haven't got the best PA. I was going to yeah. say, that like, bass if out. I'm not, this this kind of, this is like the the be-all and end-all solution, let's say you're on a tour and you're on in-ears, like, every yeah. night of the week. Yeah. Like, that's going to be great. But I think if... I do a lot of gigs where I just rock up with my bass and mm. my little 2x10 and just plug straight... I don't even take a pedal board. Like, I might have, I might sit my tuner on top of my amp or something. Um, but that those kind of contexts, it's not going to work. Because in those contexts, you're, you've got to take, like, what, a big speaker or something to monitor yourself on anyway because the monitoring of the venue is going to be crap or whatever mm-hmm. so I mean, it kind of it, it kind of doesn't it doesn't replace for me if so, i could sell if i could see myself selling my rig and replacing my rig with this then yeah because yeah, it would be a, it would be an exchange i'd just walk into a music shop and i'd go here you go and i'd probably end up paying like 100 quid or 200 quid for the helix yeah but i i would have to still own both i think for me i think it's in exactly the same position so tomorrow you and i are out on a on a gig yeah um my PA would easily handle that. And there's enough wedges for you to be able to oh, hear yeah, yourself yeah. not be on ears. And I've got bins and tops. Whereas next weekend, I'm a dep on a gig. And I've no idea what PA is going to be there. And if I plug that into like two 10-inch QSC tops, the two QSC tops are great. But still, it's not going to cut it. When By the time you put the rest of a band through it as well, mm-hmm. it's just going to be compressed and squashed mm. to hell. And I'd much rather just have you know, an amp at the back, and then I can just go, okay, it's all down to me then, rather than the guy with the mixing desk. Yeah. But it's, uh, in my opinion, if you can, it's worth it to have both as, <laughs> as an option. But that's, and, that's always the case with gear, always, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, it's like, I've, I've yet to try this pedal board solution thing out, but yeah. you could take your amp plus this, and yeah. yeah. yeah well, also, versatile pedal board that you've I've got seen. so many outs on the back of that. If you've got your own ears, you can just run your own ears from the back. Of you this, absolutely you? can. Yeah. Nice. Okay. There you go, Danny. But then you've got to get a feed into it. Let's not talk about rooting. That's not interesting. Um, just, <laughs> just before we try some more sounds out of it, could you... Is it possible to take, let's say, so you've got this set up now, which you were just playing some stuff through, mm-hmm. which is your kind of stock out of the box. This is, you know, put it down. I don't really know what I'm gigging this evening. I'm going to play this. Is Can you just really super quickly, like, turn the guitar amp off so you could then use it as a pedal board if you had an amp? If you suddenly went, oh, I need to plug this into an amp, like, my monitoring isn't good enough. Is it like a hit of a button 
take that out of the take the head and cab emulation out of the setup and you've got all your pedals as you expect them i can do that in one two three four five six clicks <laughs> <laughs> you've got to know what six, you've got to know what six <laughs> clicks yeah it's a little bit like i used to be in a band with this guitarist who had uh one of the line six heads that that comes with the pedal boards and yeah. it and it was like Honestly, it would be like, oh, can you put an Octaver on that in the studio? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've got one on my pedal board. Like an hour later of Linux coding, he's just down <laughs> on the floor like, hang on a minute, and he'd push some buttons and then hit a note and go, no, wait, hang on a minute, push some buttons and hit. It is like learning something completely new. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I'm really impressed with how intuitive this is. Okay, cool. Like uh, the other thing that I'm really grateful for is that as well as gigging, I do a bunch of studio sessions as yeah. a guitar and bass player. Mm. And it's great to be able to take, you know, we've done two XLR out to the back of this. And then, you know, that's everything that I need yeah, as yeah. opposed to bringing my whole rig for both. Before yeah, we're no, I'd be... Up. I'd and be... then mic it and, there's, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which yeah. is a nightmare. You just lose time. So I suppose on a session, it's just to put it down, plug it in, plug it in. And get level and you're done. Yeah. I mean, you could be set up in five minutes pretty yeah. much. Well, we, we, were, we were when you got... I mean, you literally yeah, well, yeah. rocked up with a backpack and put this thing down. And we had it plugged in and making noise within a few minutes. We need to talk about that it's backpack because I want one. <laughs> Even though I don't own the Helix, just one that. Just one just the, the backpack. I walk around London with that full of clothes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So let's make some more noises with it. Uh, what? How? How kind of... Back to basic. It is I've still like in, a... sorry. It is still really interesting watching you use it though, because even though you're saying it's intuitive, I can still see your brain working out <laughs> what buttons you need to push. Whereas I know that if I put down a pedal board that you'd never like a proper organic pedal board and an amp, you'd be able to fly around around that probably maybe a little bit quicker than you're flying around the helix. I'll oh, bet I... in gig mode, like. I'll bet in gig mode you can fly around that like a pedal board. It's yeah. only because I asked you to do something that you don't normally have to do. Suppose, then you had to yeah, go and do course. it and then reset it back to how it was. Whereas what you do is you spend all the time sat at home with it, going through all the settings and all the menus and stuff, setting up all your patches suppose, so yeah. that when you get to a gig, I mean, the you know, it's got the little like scribble strip type deals for people obviously who can't see it. And everything's, each button's got a little name above it so you can see nice and clear what it is I've and they're all color coded. I just posted a photo on uh, Instagram. Oh, so there you go, go there to see it. Yeah, and they're all color coded. So I'd imagine you you put in the the hours at home setting it up. Yeah. So yeah. that when you get to the gig it's all there in front of you and it works exactly how you want it to work. Exactly that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What else has it got? Like it would be well, cool that's to put me in my <laughs> yeah, place. Shut up, it? Matt. <laughs> uh, it would be cool to hear some of the kind of stock out, yeah. of the, out of the gate, like what it what it ships with, essentially. Cool. So this is like US double, which I guess is going to be a twin, right? Now I used to own a twin. <laughs> oh, it sounds great with this telly. That sounds really nice. All of the tone with none of the bilateral inguinal hernia <laughs> that, that the twin gave me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That happened. And the deafness. Yeah, the heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That does sound like a twin. It does. Yeah, man. With that twin reverb. That's a bit excessive, but that's part of the thing. <laughs> that's the kind of twin it. thing. Which you can just turn off, by the way, because it comes with the amp presets. But also, some of these have a bit of a pedal vibe going on as well. So I can just have my reverb off if I wanted. Nice and dry. Tremolo. In a twin styly. 
which I'm guessing that you could adjust the rate and stuff like a real one. Speed. And that's done. It's about probably where I want it. So is it... Mm. Let me get this right, because you just reached down and turned a knob and adjusted the, the like rate of the trem then. Yeah. Does it... Do those, like what is it, six knobs across the bottom of the screen default to the parameters of the thing you've just switched on? They do. Right, so basically if you then went and turned on an overdrive or something, those would then switch to like, I don't know, gain and tone and stuff of the overdrive pedal. I've got one right here. You can. It's got this sexy thing where you just make skin t contact with one of the knobs. Oh, and then it turns into... <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like touch sensitive. Uh, so it's just touch sensitive. Yeah. And it knows that you want to adjust that without switching it I on. I was wondering yeah. how you got That's back. Genius. So when you turn something on and then you want to change the thing that you want, you've want, turned on before, previously, how do you get back to the other menu? Back to the other menu. That's freaking special. That's oh, really man. clever. So you can, you can adjust things without having to switch them on. Does this yeah. mean you have to play barefoot though? If, <laughs> you can turn that off if you want to play barefoot. Yeah, that's really that's amazing. Smart. That's quality. So that, for example, was me switching to the parameters of a little clone centaur copy. It's there. That sounds nice. So yeah, then you just here's your little thing labeled gain. Turn it up or down or whatever you want. Yeah, man, that sounds great. Or like a little subtle thing. Sounds pretty twinish. Yeah. yeah, it sounds really twinish. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Any twins win? What's the next <laughs> one? <laughs> AC thirty. Oh man, they sound really good. They sound really good. the little top boost. That really growls. And then you were Brian wow. May. And then you were yeah. Brian. That sounds amazing. And that's again just a preset that it that's just a an AC30 preset that it ships with. That's an AC30 preset which is the amp with certain settings and then you've got like a fuzz your top boost a tape delay and a reverb and a compressor all there to just turn on and off if you want. Nice. That's cool. How how far, how deep can we go into these presets and adjust them? For instance, uh, I'm assuming it's got a separate head, and although in the case of the A30, it's going to be it's a combo, but I guess you can change the speaker. You can. Cab, ind independent I of the head. I wanted to talk about this, because I'm all right in saying that you can change the head and the cab, whether it's on a 4 or 2 or a 1 by or you know 17 by 9 or whatever. Um <laughs> And you can also change the mic placement of where that is. But yeah. can you also change, am I right in saying, you can change the components of the amp heads. So what we've got here on this screen, shame we can't see this, but the first little page of controls are for your standard knobs on your amp. So on a Vox, you've got your drive, bass, like treble cut, your treble knob, a presence, channel volume, and master volume. Then you can go into like tube bias and stuff mm. and you've got your sag. How much hum should you want it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, two, yeah, two bias settings here. Bias and bias X. Don't know what that means. 
Chibi technical people would know more than I do. <laughs> you uh, you move them about, and then it seems to break up easier, faster, and stuff okay. like that, which okay. is cool. I've played with that. Then next is your cab, which at the moment is your like two by twelve uh, silver bell, Celestian thing, I guess. I'm guessing it's like a silver back Celestian sort of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you could change that if you wanted. Maybe not in this because it's a set thing, but you could introduce a separate cab if you wanted. What we have got right here, you can change the kind of microphone that's on it. Distance, the low cut, high cut of the mic. You can have like room reflections. So if I make it dry for a sec. Let's bring a bunch of room. That's genius. Because that is the issue with most of these yeah. amp modelers is that we're comparing them to the sound of an amp in a room. Right. So we don't get any of those early reflections that you expect to hear with an amp. Well, this is the thing that... And that's what makes it sounds like, sound like an amp in a room. But this is what we've kind of talked about with the, with the, when we looked at the Kemper, was everyone compares a Kemper sound to the sound of a mic'd amp in a room, and yeah. that's not what you should com be comparing it to. Yeah. It's, that's it's, cool. You should compare that's it cool. to... A, a, a mic'd up guitar amp yeah. through studio monitors or yeah. headphones or yeah. something because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you're trying to emulate. Yeah, definitely. That's really smart. That's very smart. I like it. Can we hear some bass through it? Yes, we can. Sweet. Bloody bass player. <laughs> I need to convince myself not to buy it at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm still very much like, okay, it's seriously cool and it looks great and it does everything that I would ever need from a gigging guitar rig. Yeah. I like my amp, though. <laughs> That's fine. You keep carrying that thing around. I'll stop hey, helping you carry it around at Come gigs. on, it's two very light boxes, and I only carry a 1x12, behave. <laughs> but living in London, the ability to yeah. just get the tube to yeah, a yeah. gig. Just with, get on a train yeah. with everything you need on your back, basically. The, uh, the Helix backpack is a nice little front pack that I wear on my chest, and then the guitar <laughs> goes on the back, and it's no trouble. Everything's nice. pretty light, That's really. That's true. Is it a heavy unit? I didn't actually look at the specs of kind of weight and stuff. Uh, medium weight. It's. I mean, <laughs> in terms it didn't, of like, it felt you know, like small Because when I plugged it in, it didn't feel like cheap. It didn't shift when I plugged the XLRs into the yeah, back of it. Yeah. It stayed put. You know, it's, it's quite tasty. It's got a bit of a BMW vibe, where all the <laughs> all the knobs and buttons have enough weight to make yeah. you feel to like make it's it feel reassuringly like expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. This is like my go-to live bass patch that cool. I use. Which what I've tried to do is I've used I can't remember what amp it is. Let's have a look. Tuck and go, which is an Ampeg Portaflex. Okay. okay. Uh, and I've blended that in with like a Studio Tube preamp with like a straight DI line. Nice. Yeah. So, so you you're getting actually what you've emulated is a DI and an amp signal running like in blended parallel. together. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Can you separately EQ them? This is where this is going to get really nerdy, isn't it? <laughs> you can. Um, looking at it right now, you've got high and low cut on your tube pre, but if you wanted, it's as simple as going in here, going EQ. Can you add an or, EQ to each, an individual EQ to each chain, basically? Yeah, there you can. Smart. There, I've just put an EQ on the just the DI. Out. Nice. So, so then if you wanted to, you could add some like grit to the amp, so you're blending a clean DI with a gritty amp. and. Yep, I could do that now. <laughs> Here's a really gritty amp. 
I'm impressed how you've had it for how long do you say? Six months? Over six I've months? I've owned it since just before Christmas. Right, so, so yeah. like six, Seven eight months, months maybe. Half a year comfortably, yeah. And you can fly around that pretty quickly, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. to be fair. You know, it was like, can you put an EQ on this? Yeah, cool, done. Can you add some grit to the amp? Yeah, cool, done. Like, that's quite impressive. How long has it taken you to get that familiar with it? Not really that long at all. Okay. To be honest with you, it's that intuitive. It just feels like you're building a pedal board. Uh, except it takes a fraction of the time because there's no patching in of the actual yeah. pedals. You can just swap stuff around and see how things... That's the thing that annoys me with pedal boards is plugging things in in different orders. And then I'm like, oh, but maybe I want to try it like that. But at that point, you've plugged everything in and it's like it's an effort <laughs> to try and put my distortion after my chorus or after my you know filter or whatever to see how it sounds and before to see how it sounds. And the ability to like switch stuff on the fly like that is really yeah. really smart. And for like board building, say I've got for some reason what I've got here, oh yeah, compressor and a noise gate, and it's currently running compressor first and then gate after yeah. in the chain. But I can just action grab that, and I've moved it the other way around. So now the order has been flipped. That's really cool. And how long would it take you to like unvelcro the pedals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. switch it over and repatch it in and everything. How many... So you've got, like, two channels of bass running there. Yep. So let's say I wanted to be grandiose and have a DI bass and a clean amp and a dirty amp and the ability to blend all three of them. Can you do that? Can you keep splitting it? You can... I think you can only really have two main branches. Right, okay. Because presumably you'd be able to run run one of those to the left XLR and one of those to the right as well. You can yeah. do so that. You give it so to you your, can actually output. Yeah, you can output and then he can yeah. blend them separately. Yeah. Or if but you don't can, have that luxury. But you can only have two kind of key branches. You can essentially like stereo. You can have a left and a right channel running. Yeah. Okay. And it's about um, each of those branches you can eventually run out of DSP memory. Yeah, this is what I was wondering. Well, like, this is how when you far just can you two. push it? You just Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, memory-wise, how far can you push it? Have you overloaded it yet? It's pretty, it's pretty hard to run out. This is where I got into running two branches like that, two paths, whatever you okay. call it, um, when I started to run out on one. That was when I was trying to build this whole, like, a recreation of my big pedal board. That yeah, I yeah. Um, but once you learn about this path routing, so using two different blocks, separate areas of memory, essentially, yeah. then it becomes, you can do pretty much what you want. It would take a while to do, but I could, yeah, you could have two amp heads going on here, and then with routing, you could make a switch that goes from like a clean amp head to a dirty flat nice. out one. That's cool. Or, actually, no, now they've thought of something. It's an update that they did. You can, and I'm going to this little snapshot mode right here. You can recall, like having a gig rig. Yeah. Um, that obviously, a gig rig type situation would turn on certain pedals on and off in your chain, depending yeah. on, yeah, routing. Um, this can do that, depending on what you assign. But also, when you step on one, it can turn all your knob parameters to whatever you chose oh, at that point. Oh, cool. So at the oh, point cool. at which you make the snapshot, it, it it's not just recalling the pedals that you had turned on and the pedals you had turned off, but it's also recalling the settings you had on each pedal. Right. So check this out. I'm going to get my Ampeg head, and I'm going to go... I think I need to hold that down. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, man, I was so oh, impressed with the ease there of you use go, up there until you go, this there point. There you go, there you go, there you go. 
when it's in brackets like that, yeah, 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 let's just, for the sake of argument, say that is now cranked. So you can hear that yeah. fuzzy yeah. from the amp drive coming on. Then if I go back to snapshot one, that's just clean. really cool easy as that so you can control any parameters of any pedal or the amp whatever you want That's all really to come smart. on at the touch of a button oh i want one <laughs> what's the latency like between switching buttons because that's one thing i found with my fx100 nowhere near this but there is some latency so you'll stand on a button and then it it takes a split second so if you want to if you're in the middle of a song and you've got to go from one to another immediately it's quite hard to do let's try it <laughs> it's it's negligible. You wouldn't even notice, would yeah, you, while playing? I, you know, I can I can hear it, but that's because I'm yeah. expecting to hear yeah. it. Yeah, Where there might notice. be an issue, let's try this out. I've only got the one bass patch, but let's just use guitar patches for a sec with this. If you wanted to physically change, actually move between banks, between bank that like patch banks, yeah. So that's that. There is a tiny yeah, little. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so yeah. when you're loading up essentially full rigs, yeah. once it's got a rig loaded, you can do anything the, the, in the, the real switching time. Switching within inside that rig is okay because it's got it all loaded and it's yeah. there. But actually switching to another rig, but you're never going to need to do that. Right. In a song. There's so many options where you have like a, a patch per song essentially. Yeah. And then you're never going to need to change patch in the middle of something unless yeah. you're insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was say, I, mean, I just want a different amp now yeah. for this solo. Well, you can do that within a patch anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't do that on mine. So if I wanted to go from like a clean thing to a dirty thing, you're it, changing has to, patch. it has to change a patch. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, that you don't have to, which is great. One more thing that I'm curious about is, let's say you've done that. So let's say you've built a patch for every single song in your set list. Right. How easy is it to then just build your set list in the Helix so essentially you can just tap a button between, like tap an up or down button to order those? Can you do that? Can you go, or would you just have to have all 20 songs there and you cycle through to find your song? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, can you build that set list into you, it? You can build that set list in. So you can just cycle up and down. Yeah. That's I'm really a, smart. I'm a lazy, as I say, I have not got round to making song <laughs> patches yet. Yeah. Um, but if you did, you go this one. No, wait. Up. Oh, got it. I was just being an umpty. Preset knob. There you go. Here's everything. All oh, your different cool. banks. Yeah. So let's just say we're using my user bank as one. And there's so many to scroll That's from. That's a ridiculous number. Anyway, a button here, reorder preset. Boom. Know. And then it's just an editor. So awesome. if you've got all your songs in and then you decide the set list that night you can yeah. just move them you around could, so you can it's as easy, you could just do it on a gig just set up your 12 songs or whatever for your set yeah there you and go get them all in order so that you you really kind of take as much of it out of the equation as possible so you can just play and cycle through stuff yeah i mean that's faster if you use like a pad or a computer editor yeah because then you can just drag drop yeah. much better than using the scrolly wheels and stuff but you know if you had to do that it might take you four minutes or something that's fine isn't it <laughs> yeah i can live with that <laughs> less than writing the set list out on a napkin yeah so, that's true yeah <laughs> yeah definitely nice oh, i'm a little bit jealous now <laughs> um 
It's worth talking about the price. They have reduced them, haven't they? So it was 1300 did you say, when you bought it? Annoyingly, yes. It was about 13 something 1325 maybe, about right. Christmas time when yeah. I bought mine. Uh, lo and behold, four months later, now it's <laughs> like just under 1100 quid. Yeah. Well, I think uh, our local music store from here, from the studio, has got them in. I had a look earlier. They're 1035 So it's not... It stings a bit less. It's basically a grand at that point, isn't it? Yeah. A thousand and thirty-five pounds is is basically a thousand pounds. Which, yeah. when I was prepared to pay thirteen hundred for it, the fact yeah. that it's just over a grand now is a bit yeah. of a no-brainer. <laughs> if you talk sweetly to your local dealer, you'll probably get one for under a grand. As well. You might. I was going to say you might be able to get it under a grand. I might have a look and see what I can trade in realistically. We've got a lot of stingrays. I've got a lot of stingrays to trade. <laughs> uh, I like. I I hate getting rid of gear though. The th- and that's the thing. I don't think it would. I don't think it would replace gear for me. I don't think I could sell my amp and use this. But then, as you said, you haven't taken an amp out on a gig since you bought it. I've taken a bass amp out a few times, but not guitar. I gigs. haven't taken a guitar amp. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How does it work? Because uh, I know I was chatting to you the other day and you're running ears on more and more gigs now, in-ears. Yeah. Um, are, are you just taking the feed from the desk or are you running everything down by your feet? So are you taking a feed out of the Helix or is it going to the desk and going back to your ears? Fortunate enough to go to the desk right? Okay. with these like Behringer desks and stuff yeah, that we yeah. have now. It gets easier and easier yeah. to send everyone a mix and they do their own you got it on your in-ears iPad on your and, iPad. Yeah. And for that, it's you're having the most fun ever. It's got your pure and adulterated tone that hasn't yeah, been coloured by any speakers or anything. Yeah, um, but you can, if that's not an option. I mean, there's enough. I mean, think there's eight auxiliary outs there or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you need you need that kind of number, right? <laughs> yeah. So you can send yourself a feed, and you can probably even set like gains and put EQs and effects on that feed if you wanted to. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. How wholly unnecessary. Yeah, um, just a little bit. There's you've got a, a mic in as well on the back of that oh, thing. Oh, yep. I've done an acoustic set where I've used one path for like an acoustic to DI. Then you can put like impulse responses that I've loaded in for an acoustic in there. So you've got like glorious sounds, all of the effects and stuff that are there. And then you can run a mic chain. It's got like a studio mic pre oh, emulator. Man. And oh, you can wow. send them out different outputs and put that and into so a desk. And so literally you can sit with your acoustic guitar and a mic and plug them straight into your box and just literally give someone a an XLR cable. Yeah. And just be like, there you go. Yeah. And that's and you've got total control then you've got over your everything. Tone. Yeah. yeah. You've got your mic sound, your reverb, compression on your mic, everything. Yeah. That must be really, really easy for like little solo gigs yeah. and stuff. It's just game that changer. And that and a speaker basically. Yeah. That's really smart. It's quite good, isn't it? (laughs) I know we've talked about it a few times in the pub and stuff, and I've been like, yeah, but it's not an amp. But man, it makes everything so much simpler, and it's so close to the sound of an amp. Yeah, it's ridiculously close to the sound of an amp. In a mix, at a gig, it's probably impossible to tell. And we've said this with with kind of some amps and stuff before, haven't we? It's like, you put it in isolation on its own, and, and if we sat here and and actually AB between that and got a twin and kind of compared the two of them, we probably would know the difference. But actually when you put it on a mix, I put it in a mix or you put it on stage and you're playing with other people, that's like 
you can't tell the difference. Right. And for the flexibility of they all sound like 85%, if not closer to the yeah. real thing. And imagine trying to turn up to a recording date with a Fender Twin, with a Vox AC30, yeah, yeah. with a Jewel Wreck, like, <laughs> you know, whatever you might want to use. Just everything. There's just like, it's limitless. Yeah. Yeah. Can you download like uh, user patches as well? So if someone out there's built an amazing Bogner, you know, patch, can you just there's a, find it and download it? I mean, I know you can because uh, Line Six kind of store them all, don't they? There is yeah, like a there's whole community. A, there's a community forum online, and people Perfect. post tones up there. You can download uh, cool. if you're struggling to like recreate a song patch or something, and someone's yeah. done a good version. You just grab it, put it in. Awesome. And it's underneath my credit limit on my credit card. And so if we well. finish so in we the finish next like half hour, <laughs> I can go and pick one up. I could pick one. We could. Mm. No. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, is awesome. there any? Is there anything else you need to sing merits about it before we call it a day? I think kind of I've I've heard it sound pretty good and it looks cool. Like it looks really cool. And it's a space box from the future. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we've kind of covered all the stuff that I was curious about. Oh, and I've uh, someone spilt beer on it, and it still works. So that's hey, good. That's good. Bonus. Nice. Yeah. Top someone spilt takes. beer on my pedal board, and my Boss Tuner went. So I, I own two right. Boss Tuners now. The Boss Tuner couldn't even hack it, but that, <laughs> that thing can hack being covered in beer. Yeah. Oh, man. That must have just been heartbreaking when you watch it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just like no. that moment. Oh well. I still had all the plastic on at that point as well. I was very protective. Oh no. <laughs> well, cool. yeah, I think it's um. Oh, how annoying! <laughs> <laughs> well, that it sounds good. You really that... wanted to not like it. Well, didn't no, no, no. You? I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna be good. It's just um. It's one of those things where everyone who's got one of these or has owned a Kemper or one of the Axe FX, and they're all going. You know, they're they've just made my life so easy. Yeah. Um, Particularly doing what I do, a yeah. bunch of instruments in a bunch of different contexts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Like given that, as I said earlier, given that you play guitar and bass, yeah, like that makes it makes such a difference. Even if there are some situations where I choose not to use it, it's gr- most of the time I'm taking it. Yeah, and yeah, it's just generally a bit of a godsend in most situations. When you're talking to front of house guys and, and you're going on gigs and doing whatever you're doing, so. Have you ever been in the position where the guy at front of house doesn't know what to do with it? Or has have you gone to a gig and you haven't been in the position where you haven't been it where you can't plug it in? Or that's never happened so far. Cool. Okay. Cuz that would be cuz obviously with the the whole thing if you take an amp it's you you can still make sound on a gig. Yeah. Whereas if you're taking That's that, true. you're relying you're relying on, on someone having a big enough desk guy. and an engineer that knows at least you know how to plug it in. You're gonna you know flat EQ and then amounts of gain and where it needs to sit in a mix, rather yeah. than you can just you you can just be say hello everyone. I'm gonna go and set up for ten minutes and then let's go and have a beer or whatever. And you just go and put your amp down. Plug That's it the in thing the with an amp, go. isn't it? It's like your stage sound is foolproof. Yeah. Like 100% of the time because you know your guitar plugged into your amp is going to sound like that and yeah. it's next to you and you can turn it up and turn it down. Whereas with something like this, you are now relying on monitor guys. But as you said, on the majority of gigs now, to be fair, uh, you're looking at like those Behringer desks, desks and like the QSC, QSC that we yeah. use on your gigs and yeah. you've got control of your monitor feed anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so you know what? If you you're not sure... It. Take this and take... Uh, I've got like a JBL active speaker that I trust 
worst case scenario, I just line it out and plug it into that and it yeah. generates about the same amount of noise that an amp would. <laughs> yeah, and true. it sounds pretty much like an amp. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just like an active speaker sat next to it. Yeah. And that's your monitor and no matter what else is being fed at you, you've got this constant guitar tone that you've got total control over. Yeah. On a second output. Yeah. Sweet. All right, let's go buy one. Okay. Cool. cool. Right. I'm going yeah. to get on eBay because I don't have a grand. But yeah. uh, No, I think we can call it a day there. I've, yeah, let's call it a I've day. I've more than, more than learned what I wanted to learn. Well, More than sold it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Thanks, if, Rory. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, man. Now I've got to spend a grand. Sorry, guys. If anyone has any other questions, then send it to the, send it to us and I'll answer it once I've got mine and learned how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll... Well, I'll be about six months. <laughs> I need to go and sell some gear first, I think, is the way forward. Awesome. Come and find us um, at Audio Blobs, at Audio Blobs Cast on Twitter, um, forward slash Audio Blobs on Facebook, and I'll post lots of photos of us drooling over a helix. Sweet. Excellent. Cool. Thank you very Thanks much, for, yeah, Thanks yeah, for coming in, man. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks awesome. for having me. And we'll see you next time in a couple of weeks. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.